0: Live from the Michelob Ultra Studios, KPNT HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. This is TMA All Day.
3: I'm pounding this protein shake, yeah. You should sure not
4: look like your grandma. Your hair is white.
3: Bill, Bill, Bill. Welcome back. This is TMA, Michelob Ultra Studios. My name is Tim McKernan. If you're watching on YouTube, the gentleman in the sky blue three-quarter zip Mm -hmm. is Doug Vaughn. It's
0: just a quarter zip. Three-quarter zip is coming for the holidays.
3: Uh, The Plowhawk is uh, also there in the lower right on YouTube. 237 people watching us, hot boys.
0: Maybe we're missing a business opportunity. We could develop three-quarter zips for the swinging community.
3: That's not a bad idea. If you're
0: wearing a three quarter zip, that's a sign. That's that the way that swinger. it's going.
3: We got breaking news regarding the swinging community. Jackson, we've got a big get coming into studio. The Michelob Ultra Studios on Thursday. Share with the audience what you have accomplished.
5: Yeah, so the plan is to have Erica Swings and her husband in studio with us Thursday at 9 o'clock.
0: Doug, oh, that's Erica nice. and
3: Drew Swings. Swings. Okay. In the studio.
0: Well, that'll be exciting. Yeah, it should be fun. And is
3: this for TMA or is this for Balloon Party?
5: Uh, well, it'll start with TMA, but I think if it goes really, really Caring well, yeah, we'll just bring them in the studio and, you know, get their take on the Orioles.
0: <laughs> Have we got time to, to launch a three quarter zip roll out? that yeah, I think, that, we, do. I that think time? we do. I and think we do. Can someone come up with that?
3: I think we could knock that out. I like that three quarter zip. I, idea.
0: <laughs> I wonder if they're even manufactured
1: anywhere. And you could do like little upside down pineapple print, like so small pan- oh. that you see it sends a
3: only see like, oh. up close. Gosh, yeah. Yes. You understand we're not complaining to you. We're commiserating with each other, Plowsy, you narcissist. Hey. That's from J.R. Gain, and he's in the YouTube chat.
1: But you're texting huh. the show. Like, you aren't te- if, if you were texting another listener, it's another thing. Mm, well,
3: it's in the YouTube chat.
1: Oh, YouTube chat, different. That's an awesome chat.
3: Walrus think, King said, A, Bartlett Giamatti.
1: I think it would be yeah. fun if we what could, <laughs> if we could put name? the YouTube chat on our YouTube page. Like, a live chat. It is. Like, you can look at the chat. Oh, really? Like, oh. Yeah, okay.
5: it's a live chat that always is streaming. Well, that worked out.
3: <laughs> we did <laughs> it already. It <laughs> Knock that out. What else yeah, you want to do today? The three quarters in. Oh, yeah. Hey, Tim, when's the new QFTA drop? That's from the Scottsdale Snowman. Oh, Doug, I don't know. We got a, oh. we got a sales meeting today. Meeting with uh, Kelly... General sales manager, and mm-hmm. then Dylan, one of the sales reps. <sighs> I guess we could do it after, but I mean, Jackson, it's up to you. I'm free. Maybe somebody will send in an erotic story.
5: Oh, well, it could be. Pause. Is your Adobe messing with it, messing up? Um,
1: I could try to open some. My new one, yeah,
5: it's. I got nothing working back here. Oh, oh no. we systems down at yeah, the the Bidil- Adobe Bidil- Bidil- oh, is non responsive. I'm also wide orbits, not responsive. Uh oh. Just nuts. blame
1: me. Huh. It's the skeleton. Does that mean it's you won't something. be able to upload the podcast?
5: Oh, we're working on it. <laughs>
3: Hey, guys, I, I love that we're still too. hearing Pepper and Genie promos. Any chance you'll start running Afternoon Delight promos for <laughs> you? I missed that show with Willie and that Jeff Ablin guy who retired from media to help dress lard asses who think they're rich. <laughs> Yeah, I miss he Jeff did. Ablin,
0: too. He was funny. <laughs> yeah, it's Saint a St.
3: Charles hermaphrodite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually he's focused on Jackson and Missouri basketball, but today he went to... He's moved off my went. He went to, I I in Marcus. With, uh, like,
5: a white, P. ditty like, bathrobe.
0: I would like some more Jeff Ablin drops, especially the one where he says, are you a gentleman who enjoys a dry rub?
1: I got, some of these are hard to find. On the, uh...
5: Oh, there it is. You're a gentleman who enjoys a, a dry rub once in a while? <laughs> <laughs> That's st- yeah, one actually, of my favorite was, drops. Great,
3: such, a good, such a good... That one, what the J- context was on that.
5: <laughs> Probably asking some barbecue guy rough then. food in. Uh, uh, it's up there with Joe saying, yes, I'm a man. I prefer a gentleman to rub <laughs> you down. <laughs> All the rub mm. drops we got.
1: But I think the Pepper and Genie promo is
0: evergreen. Well,
5: it's because we got a pee in the break. And it's a show that yeah. once existed,
0: so you can keep running promo. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to happen
2: because we need that time.
0: Is there a meaning for
2: that? The rub?
0: Was he talking about bar? <laughs> he was talking about barbecue. I
2: guess. Yeah, but there's a one. of wishbone. One of my favorite wishbone Ash albums is called "There's the Rub." And he's got like this thing in his hand that's red, and he's wiping it by his junk.
0: Oh, god.
2: But I don't know. whether There's the rub.
0: I think when you say that, that's the rub or there's the rub, that's a, an
2: entirely different context. Well, that's what I was asking. Does "rub" mean anything in different terms? Yes. Rubbish. Rub of the green. Plus. Mm-hmm. Oh, my girl's back again. Oh, I shouldn't What's going have gone on own world exi- again. I exited the siren.
0: That was out loud. That was a misplay. <laughs> you I said was, that out loud. I was
2: kind of trying to say it to myself, and I turned sideways, but.
0: Okay, who is your girl?
2: Oh, just, there I we go. It. I got it back up. This is all from yesterday, Tim. All these messages. Ellie Lynn. I mean, it's just a bot, right? I don't think so. She's... Oh yeah, they're <laughs> all they, they, no, they're her... all AI bots. No, no. her they post... face. Her Facebook page has a bunch of golf stuff where she posts a repost a lot of PGA stuff, and it's a picture of, of her swinging. And she said she usually shoots seventy-eight to eighty-two. She lives in Arizona.
0: Okay. Oh, I there. That's when she's not – she's a recent divorcee from Ladue. She said well, – she She's winner's in Arizona, I, and she's darned interested in you. Obviously a Harvard grad. I would think so. Oh. I, she, asked me,
2: she asked me if I was married, and I said no. Oh. And then she said –
0: um It's sounding more real all the time. <laughs> yes.
2: No, she has. I have a worry. I'm dating you. Will your beautiful wife get you in trouble? <clears throat>
0: And does you really think this is not a bond? Is does your abs-
2: wife kick your ass? And I said, I'm not married. I told you that. I'm divorced. I'm single. I've been through a heartbreaking marriage. I hate lies and betrayal and true love. Have you ever been married? My God, no again. Yeah. Are you divorced too? Oh, God, never been married. Well, uh, keep, they're, looking keep for,
1: they're looking for sad, desperate right. men. Like that, that's like, no,
0: oh, you're later, divorced. Gotta, sooner or okay, later, it's, it's going to get can... around to the money.
2: No, I mean, she didn't do it last night. She said, good night, sweet dreams, see you tomorrow. And she says, good morning, have a nice day.
0: Well, then it's real. Oh, that's a bot. Real.
2: Well, she sent me her golf swing, to me. It's a pretty good swing. Here you go. Mm-hmm. I'm sure
0: it's her. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be her. It but couldn't be you, anyone what else. What do you see
3: with her move here? Takes it, takes it really far back. Mm-hmm. What does she go past parallel with it? I think well,
2: so she a little bit. Yeah, delays there at the top. I like Yeah, black very classy. I like some black socks. But she got a lot of she got a lot of
3: golf uh, stuff on her page. So, so
0: just... you really think this could be real? Uh, or I don't Sherbert's
3: know. getting catfished on the air yet again. Jesus, Jesus that's Mister Six Three Zero One One and his. Fast How did golf this cart.
0: start? How did this relationship start?
2: Uh,
3: she sent me a friend request
2: and she had some mutual friends. So I said, "She said, Hi Kenny, nice to meet you. How are you today?'" And she's from Arizona. I said, good, thank you. looks like you like golf. Yes, I like golf very much. I also noticed your Facebook that you also like to play golf very much. What is your 18-hole score? Uh,
0: Bot. Bot. Yeah, real golfers don't say, what is your 18-hole score? Oh, this geez. is coming direct from Nigeria. No, no she,
1: this is like chat GDP. Like, <laughs> Chad
0: <GDP>. mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> That course looked like Arizona.
0: Were, Come on. There were some
2: mountains in the background and...
0: Well, it could have well have been. They just took a video of someone. I don't
3: know. She, she has, we're yeah, telling you, guys. We're what day and time will she be on the show? <laughs> I like to schedule a meeting or two during that segment. That's what Mrs. Jenny I she mean, a catfish
2: would be if I fell for it and I sent her money. I have no intention of doing that. I'm just playing along to see where it goes.
3: Okay,
0: playing along can be fun. She
2: said she'll be in St. Louis in January on a business trip. Sure, she, she get will. Get together and. Are there any good good miniature golf courses in St. Louis? Oh, Oh, man.
0: That's something else that real (laughs) golfers are always on the lookout for. One thing you do when you're shooting in the upper 70s is saying, I just wish I could play miniature golf.
1: And, yeah, when you're in Arizona, you ain't got a business out in St. Louis in January. (laughs)
2: Absolutely. I got nothing to do. I mean, when I sit on my couch and I get a DM, I just respond to it. If you don't
5: have a truck, a tat, and a kid by 20, you ain't nothing. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. I agree.
5: (laughs) I
2: wonder if –
0: Well, play along. It'll be fun to see how long it takes for her to ask for the money.
2: Yeah, she said, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. I said, just Google me. You'll find everything you need to know about me.
3: Mm. Doug, I uh, deep-teased this uh, story that uh, is in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch this morning, uh, titled, uh, Dome Authority in St. Louis Begins Looking at How to Spend Ram Settlement Money. Uh, And I read, the nearly 30-year-old dome at America Center could be in line... For some improvements, including new turf and cooling system. With more than $70 million in RAM settlement money sitting in its account, the body that owns the Dome at America Center is beginning to think about the facility's needs and just how far that money will go. A board committee of the St. Louis Regional Convention and Sports Complex Authority, the RSA, on Monday discussed making investments in the sound system, lighting, cooling equipment, and turf, and even freshening up the exterior visible from I-70 with a new logo or sponsorship. But first, board members won an updated formal assessment of the Dome's capital needs and the condition of the facility, which became the home of the Rams in 95. The RSA's share of Rams settlement money, it split the $519 million with St. Louis City and County, may be all the facility has for repairs through its remaining useful life. You like that term, remaining useful life?
0: Yeah, I think that's okay.
3: An agreement with the three governments that finance the structure, St. Louis, St. Louis County, and the state of Missouri, provides $4 million annually for dome maintenance, but that agreement expires next year. Quote, we need to have some sort of idea how long the life of the facility is, so we have some idea of how long we need to spread this money out, RSA mm-hmm. board member Joseph Blanner said Monday. Officials from the CVC, which operates the downtown convention center in the dome, briefed the board on investments that could help them market the Dome for events. But CVC Director Kitty Ratcliffe said, quote, customer experience and, quote, aesthetic improvements her organization has wanted for years, such as better access between the two facilities, estimated to cost in excess of $30 million, will depend on other investments the Dome will, quote, need to have. The Dome already has events booked as far out as 2030, Ratcliffe said. Very quickly, we are needing to be able to look beyond 2030, and we do not have a plan for that. Uh, Mayor Tashara Jones has in the past brushed aside calls for some to demolish the Dome. And the RSA board signaled it wants to maintain the facility to attract conventions and other events that need the large space. Ratcliffe and others say the Dome gives St. Louis a unique niche for certain conventions and events that other cities cannot match. Quote, there's not a facility in the Midwest that can hold 60,000 people under a roof, said uh, RSA board member Chris Saraceno. I do think it's our responsibility to keep this building relevant, added board member Dave Spence. Spence mentioned criticism about the condition of the turf during the recent Missouri game against Memphis. Replacing it, it cost about $1.5 million, he said. Before investing in the new football turf, Ratcliffe said it may make sense to wait and see how the potential merger of the XFL and USFL, USFL shakes out. St. Louis should keep the Battlehawks who play in the Dome or another team, as long as the two leagues stay in business, she said. Uh, We were the most successful market for them, Ratcliffe said, at the XFL. Ultimately, the RSA asked Ratcliffe's office to contact the vendor that performed a formal study of the Dome's capital needs several years ago to see about an update. Brian McMurtry, the RSA employee in charge of maintenance, suggested the organization may want to lobby for continuing support from the city, county, and state. Quote, we know the problems. I can tell you $70 million is not enough to fix them. That is in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch this morning yeah there you go
0: it all makes sense everything that was there made sense you wouldn't think a million and a half for new turf would be that big a deal i mean half the high schools in the st louis area are getting new field turf installed you'd think we could at least have that at the dome but if the only football activity scheduled there in the foreseeable future is four or five battle hawk games a year yeah it is a question how much money do you sink into the place
3: Guys, the dome is like Fenway or Wrigley. It's timeless and it will live forever. Thanks, Eric, and the Central West. Ed.
0: I mean, if you had to, you, couldn't you play the Battle Hawk games at the soccer stadium or I Bush mean, I stadium? I believe City if Park absolutely. would
3: allow for
2: that. Yeah, they don't want you playing football in that beautiful stadium. <clears throat> now, I'm not going to go digging through it, but um, I can think huh. of one off the top of my head. This is the Metrodome Dome of Minneapolis, uh, over 60,000? That's the Midwest, isn't
0: it? It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> no.
2: Well, I guess maybe they're right then. <laughs> Yeah, Minnesota has a brand-new, gorgeous stadium. What I'm about the, the... I U- don't know that
0: it's $60,000. That, that's the hook there. You H- ready, Dome? That's gone. They built a new place. They threatened uh, to move and finally got the money they needed it to it's build 60, a, a beautiful new... I don't... It must not be. <laughs> oh, I, bet, I bet it's pretty close.
1: Just demolish the dome, but then, like, nobody's going to be putting anything there. So it's like, what do you want to look at and pretty much what it is? Do you want to look at rubble for five or yeah, ten if years, you demolish or do you want to look at a stadium that's used... Monster truck rallies and mm-hmm. golf expos like it it's it, it's probably more expensive to probably tear down clean up and redo honestly than to leave it there decrepit uh, it, it fits the park
2: would you consider indiana midwest <laughs> i would yeah. yeah well that dome holds sixty
5: thousand. so does u.s bank stadium, US bank yeah. stadium so don't say stadium. there's no other do they are you sure did you just look that up yeah capacity is seventy three thousand at U.S. 73 bank. at where u.s bank in minnesota and then Lucas oh. Oil's is seventy thousand. Yeah, dollars well, there's two right there that they don't know. But are exist. those
3: football only venues?
5: Uh, Lucas Oil is multipurpose. They host the Final Four there sometimes, and U.S. But do they
3: host conventions there? I, maybe that's what tractor poles. Chris Saraceno was saying.
5: Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It mean, yeah. just says multipurpose for Lucas Oil.
2: And I love Chris. I'm uh, yes, not denying it, but it's just that if that whole committee is thinking that uh, we're the only 60,000 dome that can hold these events in the Midwest, well, it's not true.
0: They're the only one in St. Louis. Well, they got that going for them. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's, it's better, even if we don't like it, it's better to have it than to not have it. It's better to have some events there than nothing. That's kind of where we are right now.
2: Well, if you look at it, though, if they got things booked through 2030. They're not having trouble booking things in the state it is now,
0: so why else well, waste money on it? It's a matter of how many things you have booked. If you have one or two things booked, it sounds like you've, you're booked until thirty. But is that enough really to to make it financially viable? You need something there frequently. Yeah, I don't know. Refurbishing it and spending this money is how many more it's going to
2: get. Hey, we just refurbished our dome. Let's go to St. Louis. Yeah,
0: there just seems like almost no chance of landing a football team that's gonna play there ten times a year. Well we said they'd waste the money and it looks like they're starting.
2: Well it's a year to year league, I mean
1: the XFL currently.
0: I don't know that they're gonna be able to lure Mizzou into playing there again. No. Hell no But even if the even if it's just the Battlehawks you still have to have new turf. You have to you have to do that. But that doesn't seem like a huge expenditure for a Big dome like that, a million dollar turf.
3: Here comes the renters' roundtable, this time tackling regional economic (laughs) development. Stay tuned tomorrow as the expert morons tackle global trade. Oh, who is that? Arbor Day. What are we supposed to do? Listen, Arbor
2: Day, why don't you come up with a suggestion? The dome
1: sucks. North City is a disaster. And I didn't know what is more expensive, (laughs) to tear it down or just to pay the taxes on it and just to leave it standing up.
2: Instead of trashing me and plowsy for our takes, why don't you throw one out there?
3: Arbor Day, what is your take? I can't wait he won Listener of the Month. Trash. Arbor Day won Listener of the Month. He's never won Listener of the Month. Ooh. I thought there was like an Arbor Day bot right. or
2: something. It was a fake Arbor Day.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Makes sense. Mm. You, know, you, you and I course. would never
2: vote for him. So that's,
5: never have you, you any have, real you want, <laughs> three. You won Texter of the Year.
0: They're going to have to start sending no, you a copy a of their mortgage so we know who's a renter and who's buying.
3: <laughs> that's important, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. I rent. <laughs> yeah, Jackson. I mean, this program is called Renter's Roundtable now. <laughs>
0: The whole country is going to be renting here at some point, the way things are going with interest rates.
2: <laughs> Maybe e. Plowsian and Jackson can do a podcast after 11. Renters round. Let me pose a question to you.
3: And, and, and this, is, this is in general to the audience. This is a, what a, what a strange spot that, I mean, you know, Plowhawk, I'm, I imagine you and Madison are, are living this. Uh, we're all kind of at different points in our lives here. Uh, Jackson's 100% single. Um, Plowhawk, you know, has been with Madison for how many years now? Plow Six and a half, Is almost right? seven. Almost to seven say. in February. How about yeah. that? Um, and uh, you know, I have a young family. We've been in our house now for a decade. Never would have thought we've been in this house for a decade. But if if you're in my spot, it would make no, unless I have like a, a windfall, uh, it would make no sense to move and and leave a you know a mortgage rate that's yeah. In the low threes, and you're in the twos. I'm in
0: the twos, yeah.
3: And then if you you're... But
0: today, I think you might be up... It might be up to eight now,
3: isn't it? Is, it, was, it got to seven and a half last yeah. week. And if you're the Plowhawk or Jackson, two guys who may look to be buying a home sometime in the relative near future. Now, those those rates were, relatively speaking, commonplace. I mean, they were in the, what, 15 to 18% in the early 80s, late oh, 70s? Oh, yeah. prices ain't... Here. Uh, prices right, but the prices are, are, prices are, well. are in a different mm-hmm. world. And so we're sitting here going, okay, we're we're going to be in this house. And I would imagine mm-hmm. I was I was uh, BSing with uh, with James Carlton actually three one four nine six one forty eight hundred online at carltoninsurance.net. He presents Gabe, uh, and he's my insurance agent. And we were just looking at a house, and uh, just had him price the the homeowner's insurance. And uh, I said, yeah, I mean, odds are we're probably not going to do it just because it really wouldn't make much sense, and. And that's just in part because of the rate, and so I, you have this frozen homebuyer market, mm-hmm. and I don't really know what's going to change because, yes, rates can go down, but they're not likely to go down to where most people refinanced or if they bought a home in nineteen twenty twenty one where it would make sense unless, again, they have a windfall or they're just at a spot where they have to move or they're just like, F it, we want to move, so we're going to do it. See what I'm saying? So I don't know what what the impetus is going to be for change on that.
0: About the only people that, where it might make sense to move is if you're a cash buyer, you don't have to take out a mortgage. Right. It happens to some older folks who have you know, been in the house forever. Or if you got a job where you just got a huge raise and you say, I, I, can, I can absorb that to live exactly where I want to right. live. Other than that, it's really tough. It's really tough.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, The word is demoralizing because we've been – Yeah. And yeah. It, it's, it's miserable. And like me and Madison, like we make like – I'm not going to say what our total income is. I but think like, you should. I think it would go over well. mm-hmm. <laughs> But we should be able to – What we, we have, we have very little credit card debt. We don't have any um, car payments. Both of our cars are paid off. Like our situation, you say it on paper, we should be buying a home three years ago, four years ago.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So we – We can't like do like the down payment alone is tough. You're talking, you know, you want to make the you want to make the mortgage payment as reasonable as possible and not borrow a bunch of money. So you want to throw down 40, 50 K. That's there. We're we're dead broke then. And even then you're paying seven, eight percent on a two hundred and forty thousand dollar house. We messed up our second year of dating. It was two. 2.2% 2.2% interest rate. We were looking for a house. We found one right across from Christie Park, Loughborough Avenue, I think it was. $118,000. Beautiful. You know, original hardwood, had a fantastic patio right across from the park. We kind of, our parents and ourselves kind of talked us out of it. And we're a young relationship. That house is almost $210,000, not done anything to. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. Like, so we had our opportunity, missed the boat, thought we would get another one. And I, I would say me and Madison will not own a home in for 10 years. Wow. That's how bad it is. Really? Not our, our financial situation. It's just we like to travel and go on. We don't want to make ourselves completely and utterly miserable for five or six years to save up for a house, not knowing what that housing market going to look like. So I, I think – I'm not saying we gave up, but – we're done now. We're or, or cheaper Waco to rent.
3: Says, uh, Tim, when this country had a policy of free and easy money, you isolate an entire generation of homebuyers. They can never get into a house. That's from the worst. We Waco. have
1: 27 28% interest rates on credit cards. I'm oh, not saying our generation. That's the it,
3: first thing you get rid
0: of.
1: Yeah, that, 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 it, But trying to while also yeah. – I'm not saying my situation. In general, people with high credit card debt usually are paycheck to paycheck. Without that, you're not paying for groceries. I mean – you know living is tough it's tough now i'm not saying my generation is easier i'm saying we got handed a really tough hand and housing prices are just one of many mm-hmm. probably up there but look at the average home buyer now look at the average age of the home buyer look at the average price of a home i'm not talking in new york or san francisco i'm talking right here in st louis city it's it's raised significantly so people who Want to complain that I'm complaining about other generations? I'm not. I'm just saying everybody with dealt a bad hand. We financially are crippled from student loan debt from all of that. So all mm-hmm. those factors come into play with mostly everybody in my age group. Well, it's affecting
2: renters too. Oh yeah, because 100%. is my mic hollow for some reason? I I'm Doug the Ziggy's mic. No, no, no it, it may be your headphones. My headphones are going crazy right now. Check, check. You good? Um, but rents go up. I know I bitch about the rent going up. But if you check all over Maryland Heights, I mean it's almost the same. You know, you can't get a one bedroom for less than a $1, thousand eleven hundred dollars. And it's because people can't find houses, they've got to live somewhere, so let's let's rent until something happens. So they're all looking for apartments, so they just raise the rates. They gotta pay and for the it.
0: Yeah. They're building apartments all over town, too. Something else that happened is that corporations are now very much into buying up.
3: Yeah, residential real You're
0: estate, exactly right. especially huge. Issue. The big three: State Street, BlackRock, Vanguard.
1: BlackRock is unreal. Yeah, they
0: come in <laughs> and they pay. They pay cash, and they do it a lot of times with some other corporation. You follow the money trail, and it, it ultimately gets back to them. They're buying up much of the real estate in the country, and the the single guy can't compete with these, you know, multi-billion-dollar corporations for the for the prices of the houses. I don't know what's going to change that. That's that,
3: that. So that's what I'm asking. You know, I think most people who are relatively hip to the world recognize the situation. I'm curious what's going to change it. I have no idea what's going to change it. Like, I don't know if we will move. You know, no. just in just just in general, which is something that just never even crossed our minds when we bought that house. I guess 11 years ago mm. now.
2: What did, what what happens there? How did it go from 17, 18 in the 80s to five, six years ago in the twos and threes? What makes it go up so high and down so low? And
0: uh, I, any number of, of factors can cause that. I think the latest reason why it went up is because we gave away so much money, so much free money to everybody.
2: I mean, this, during the pandemic when everybody was getting
0: yeah, $1,500 or yeah, whatever. That, that, makes a difference. I mean, we gave away like a trillion dollars. Worson-Winswacko says everything's
3: money. tied to inflation and the massive deficit spending over the last decade and a half. The bill is due. That's from worson yeah.
1: And Ken's wedding – like there's some people that just like are just banty to be banty and are bitching at me. I said – like we're, I'm not complaining about our generation compared to everybody else's. I, mean, I understand everybody goes through tough times, whether it be wars, depression, all that stuff. I'm saying right now, look at credit card debt. Look at the price of houses. Look at the price of – you know, college. Look at the price of food, everything, and I'm not. It's just hard, and I, I, I i It's just a difficult time to, to live and really thoroughly enjoy life without all the stress and pressures. Oh. I'm not saying that's different from any other generation. Not yeah. at all. No, there are isn't.
3: projections that institutional buyers will own 60 percent of homes in the United States by 2030. It is really bleak for new home buyers and younger Americans. That's from Cuck Supreme, mm-hmm. Jackson. Uh, you are you are a single gentleman. Uh what are your thoughts on uh, buying a home 25 years old that uh I think that's uh, probably be on the younger side of things to be buying a home especially without being in a relationship at the moment.
5: Yeah, at the moment renting is the smartest option uh especially given what's out there what the market looks like. So for the time being, I will rent and hopefully things change and I can buy a house, but also, you know, in a sense being the age I am, it, renting kind of frees you up, you know, it doesn't lock you into sure. a city, you know, if you own a house, obviously you can sell the house, but there's a lot of uh, things that go along with that, it's not as easy to just pick up and go, so uh, the kind of freedom it gives you, both from like, I could move to somewhere else in the city or somewhere else is uh, it's kind of nice, and so, you know, obviously I'd like the situation to be different, because one day I do want to own a home, but at the moment that is not uh, the smartest thing moving forward. So we uh, adapt and survive.
2: Yeah. Is there such a thing still as rent to buy, rent to own? Like if you know somebody that owns a house and they're not going to sell it, say, well, we're going to rent it. But
0: they would know, have to agree to that. Yeah, the owner can you can rent it. it and with
2: the option to buy. If you you know get through your 20 years or something, you've paid it off. It's
0: yours. Uh, that would be a, an individual owner situation. Something hey. else that's happened is that people building new homes don't build a lot of affordable small new homes right. they build enormous new homes where the profit is so it's not like you can say you know what let's just go way out in saint charles county somewhere and build a home for 150,000 hundred and fifty thousand and live there they they don't exist and like the, the pe- new ones are the new ones are half a million or more most of them
1: and winning with two percent like yeah people wonder you know that, that was when me and madison were really eager but I will tell you what, me and Madison went to f- I know five or six, or probably more, but I can name five or six almost the exact location to where we walked in. Ten minutes later, cash buyer, they shut the whole thing down. We didn't even get to look at the whole house. Like that's what happens when there's a competitive market. You yeah. know, and so I I know there's
0: And that cash a buyer was
1: probably a corporation. It wasn't somebody that was going to live there. None of none of them mm-hmm. who went there were a family of four looking for a nice little neighborhood. Yeah. It was a group of people, it was a, a, you know, some sort of business that wanted that land. They were just going to destroy most of the house. We didn't even get to finish the tour of the house. So, like, that's also why we couldn't really jump on the opportunity because we needed almost 80% of it cash because they, they, nobody – I mean, you want to have two offers right there cash today taking it.
0: I looked at a house near downtown Kirkwood a couple – maybe it's been a couple months now, and it was like – Seven fifty eight hundred thousand. Eh, I thought that's a little. It's kind of an old house, a little mm-hmm. pricey. Eight eight hundred, <laughs> and then I see it. It was off the market in a week, and now they're tearing it down. Yeah, they tore down an eight hundred thousand dollar house to build a new one.
1: So it's a, that's a two million dollar project, right there. More than likely, I guess that's insane. Like if you have, if you can't compete with that, like
0: <laughs> I know oh. it's just how much money do these people have? They, I guess, they don't work in HD two radio.
3: Again, you think they're in HD three
0: probably so yeah. maybe hd4 so no
3: there's no hd4s in st louis i don't know those yeah. are in la yeah. and manhattan Yeah, stern and...
0: i mean could no. you really stern. want that land so bad that you're gonna buy it eight hundred thousand dollar house to tear it down it like
1: and i like the no maintenance i get the that having a house is certainly a good investment but also has a lot of headaches you know you need a lot of money to keep up with the roof a water heater you got little things like that that You know, I have a great landlord who doesn't raise my rent. So I understand that aspect.
2: There's probably an easy answer to this, and I'm going to be made out to be a dope as soon as somebody answers it. No. But I've always wondered this. I don't know how money works. Never had a lot to worry about.
0: (laughs) But why don't (laughs) – That could be a sure – You know,
2: there's people that, you know, like during the pandemic, a lot of restaurants closed because nobody had money to – nobody could go out and they weren't buying it. And now, you know, a lot of people aren't going out to eat because it's too expensive. I can't afford it. Houses are too expensive. I can't afford it. Why didn't the government just go into the U.S. Treasury, just print a bunch of money? Every family, every individual gets a million dollars. That's what
0: they've been doing, and that's why we've got this inflation now. A
2: million dollars.
0: That's the very reason we're in this situation. Then you have money to go buy a
2: house, and you have money to go buy a new car. You have the money to do that. Everybody gets a million dollars.
0: Because it devalues the money that's there now. That's right.
2: Well, why does it devalue it? Because then everybody will have the money. It's up to supply and demand. But then they'll be spending the money, so people that – you know, places that are hurting because nobody's
3: spending money, that the housing market's going to boom. I respect the question. I do. I am not mocking it. But what it would do is it would cause prices to go up exponentially. So then the value of the dollar wouldn't be as powerful as it is in the current state.
0: That's why socialism and communism, they sound great. Everybody gets what they want, and it doesn't work doesn't work
2: i don't know why companies would have to do that why you have to raise the price of a car to seventy thousand dollars because hey everybody's got a million dollars we're going to raise just keep it you're making money you're making money in your cars just keep it like it is and everybody can get along and
1: three one four again i'm going to revert back oh, to what's what going I, on? I
3: said the big is having a conversation <laughs> with somebody
1: just turn off the radio go oh, back to your oh. text. no i'm saying go back to your text. read those quietly to yourself read them back and like act Ask yourself, am I a normal human being right now? What's <laughs> like, Who are we talking about, Plowhawk? <laughs> like, he put he quotes Madison and I, Jesus, and he's just ripping my girlfriend as well as myself and our careers, too. Uh, you bring
3: too. the family like, into you it. Got it. You're coming. out of line. You like, bring the family into it. You're out of line.
1: Like, like dude, uh, just read those texts to yourself while your family absolutely cannot stand you in the other room, <laughs> just begging for a divorce. Mm. And please, just tell me why you would want to go this far just being a complete idiot yeah. like it, you are insane, bro. Oh, so you and Big Tough do that together <laughs> while your family has fun. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess if you can, the thing to do would be to scrape together your pennies, get into the housing market wherever you can. Bite the, bite the bullet now. Hope that rates come down and you can refinance and you're in the market somehow, <laughs> even if it's not the house of your dreams. Just stop renting and flushing money down the toilet every month.
1: I think I think we looked. You know, we wanted to stay in the city. We liked Crestwood. We, I'm, we're thinking. You know, Jeffco. If I'm 40 or 50 minutes yeah. from work now at this point, I think that's an alternative that people are going to. you get more bang for your buck. Certainly, they're more cookie cutter. You don't get your style like we like brick. You're not going to get that out there, and you know, House Springs or any, yeah. you know all that. But I, that's probably an option we're going to have to look Jackson,
2: at. Jackson, you live in the you live on the hill, right? Is there – you know where Columbia is?
5: I used to live on Columbia. Perfect.
2: There's a, I, well, maybe it's the same place you live, but the guy who rented that to you said it's going to be available in a couple months.
0: It's a great place. For renting or buying? Renting. I found a gorgeous but if I'm going
2: to rent for eleven, Are we $1? a
0: renter's bulletin board now? No, but I mean, <laughs> if you had that
2: option, I'm living in an apartment.
0: but Those houses on the house, hills, they get sold before they go on the market, most yeah, of them. Yeah, I know. It's a nice area.
5: Yeah, I loved living there. by Canetos It was great. I'm on a uh, different spot now, but still on the hill.
3: I like that Canetto salad.
5: Oh, yeah. I, I strongly think it's the greatest salad in St. Louis. Wow. Oh, Bill.
0: Ooh, that's that's high price. Oh,
5: my God. Like, you take one bite, you finish the whole thing. Like, you can't stop eating it.
0: I was on the Hill Saturday for that Columbus Day
5: mm-hmm. parade. It's kind of a fun little thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love parades, man. Sometimes mm-hmm. they shut
5: down the streets, though. It can be kind of an yeah. not a hassle. Yeah.
3: Uh, 314 is back. I'm ripping your grammar, you illiterate tapeworm.
1: Oh. I, I could not imagine. Wow, this guy is being next to that no and i it's i i, odd, I like- like, dude, I could. I, I'm just fascinated with like how humans work. Like this guy is the saddest his real human name. <laughs> being on the planet, man. <laughs> He's just a
2: three one four. What's an illiterate tapeworm? <laughs> <laughs> is there any All tapeworms t- are, yeah. are illiterate? Wouldn't
5: you think? There's not a one that can read and write. Oh, I saw a video of a bear with a tapeworm hanging out of its ass. Oh Ooh. god! Oh, god, it was, god, that's... It was like Ooh. twenty feet long of tape. Oh, it was yeah. disgusting. <laughs> they wrap their
0: cells around your intestines. They can be really long. It looked yeah. like he had balloons coming out of his.
1: God, that's. Yeah, mm. that would be a nightmare. I think scenario. Yeah. You go into a doctor, go, "Oh, you got a twenty foot
3: tapeworm. We got to
0: take it." Out. <laughs> I, I would just like kill me. You got to lose a lot of weight, probably.
3: <laughs> Plowboy, you should overpay for a house just like Mizelek should for a starting pitcher. Mm. Just making things a little more relatable. That's from Ernie Bjorkman.
1: Mm. Okay, are, are we really comparing somebody who spends other people's money on Bill. right? That's like me spending Madison's money on a house, right? Like that's the same comparison. Like, that, the owner, and I'm, like, the VP. Mm-hmm. Nice try, though. <laughs> Dumbass. Whoa! Well, well, people, man, these listeners are hilarious.
0: I think what may begin to turn the trend around was- is if... Keep <laughs> <laughs> your phone on, Ken.
1: <laughs> this is one of the funniest ten minutes of my life. I did
2: that on purpose. I waited for that to
0: pop up. But, what may begin to turn the trend around is people moving away from the cities because they can work from home now. And so instead of paying uh, inflated prices so you can be close to a downtown area, people will just move an hour away. You'll be out in the country. What is the country now? Might be a lot of young people in new houses paying half the amount for the house that they would have paid in a suburban area. That might be the solution. Yeah. And new, new towns and cities will spring up to get away from the cities where you don't have to be anymore anyway.
1: Commuting may be the thing, too.
0: You know, like I said, go Who out has to the to county commute and, if you can work from home.
1: Well, I man, even then, like, if, is it worth driving an extra thirty minutes to work each way to get a house that's two hundred thousand dollars cheaper? Oh, well, sure, it is. Of course, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, the average commute is probably fifteen or twenty minutes. i mean, adding so you're tacking on minutes. another ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well,
2: some
3: people work in New York. They commute an hour each way every yeah. day, if not more. Yeah,
0: California too, with all that traffic. Yeah.
3: Guys, I own an Airbnb and have realized that rent prices have gotten so high, people are looking at long-term Airbnbs in lieu of renting and realized I can raise my prices by 40% and still stay competitive. That's mm-hmm. from Cuck Supreme. Yeah.
1: I didn't know you could do long-term
3: Airbnbs. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I would do when I was, would go down to Jupiter.
5: My old apartment was
3: a long-term Airbnb. It was great. they thrilled, as you can imagine. I mean, I would oh, think anyway God, for an owner, front. yeah, and you got, you got the place oh, yeah. taken care of.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, the flip side of all this is there are going to be a lot of real estate owners who are going to get very wealthy over the current situation. Oh. Selling, selling houses that have doubled and tripled in value over the last 10 years or so. I
3: looked at Because the supply is so low, that's why yeah, the demand yeah. is so high. Mm-hmm. Somebody goes, well, I got, you know, I, 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 we've had somebody here at the station sold their house relatively recently and said, you know, they got I don't know how many offers, and they were above list. But the reasoning is so few people are putting their homes on the market that those who do have to move have to essentially bid because there is such little supply. Doug, supply and demand.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
3: what, what
2: were you saying, Nagy? I, I was actually looked at some hotels that you say weekly rates. Let's see if I find a hotel for less than I pay for rent. Yeah. I live in a hotel room. There's a restaurant down there. I've got to pay for, you know, make my bed every day, clean my sheets.
0: I told you I ran into a guy at spring training once who was living full time at that uh, oh, embassy, the, yeah, embassy yeah, Suites. Place, yeah. yeah. He had a little kitchen in there. He had two rooms. I love that. He had no insurance. He had no cable bill. He had no electric bill. He had no uh, repair this or repair that sort of bill. He had. Uh, they had a happy hour where they had our doors every day. they had a free breakfast, they had a health club, they had a pool. and he, he you know because he was there month to month, the hotel was happy to have him, that room was always filled up. He negotiated a lesser rate than what they would normally get. And he said he lived there full-time.
1: It's actually the movie. There's,
0: there's a couple people that, that I've read stories about that live on cruise ships full-time now.
1: I've read that story. Yeah. And cheaper than <laughs> – <laughs> yeah. that's gold, man. They're on like mm-hmm. their 30-second cruise. Right.
2: I told you the guy at Hedo way back in the day <laughs> said, I'll give you – give me a million dollars. You can live in this room forever. As long as you're alive, you can have this room. A million dollars right now. Was like, that was like 30 years ago.
0: Yeah, that's getting pretty steep. Yeah,
2: but still a million dollars.
0: Yeah, but if you're only paying Northern 2000 Island. a month for an apartment, it's a long way to get to a million dollars. That's true. But if you got
2: money, it's like, eh, I'm going to live at
0: Hedo. I, I would think the venereal disease <laughs> would kill you before you got to the million dollars well, worth of rent. If you're there for every day, you're going to cut back on the sex. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like if
1: you're there long term at Hito, do they have like the no scare wristbands? Bands where if you're there just for like leisure and you're not looking to bang, you just wear like one of those lime green wristbands, and someone trying to come
2: up no, to you yeah, and you, can you just
0: didn't. you can just say no. I suppose if you were a single guy living full time at Hedo, be sick. Yeah, yeah you're just
2: banging away. <laughs> yeah, three meals a day and Great midnight weather. snacks and
0: yeah. Never know what's coming the next, re- next week. Here come the new tourists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> new crop. One randier than the next. <laughs> how long are you staying? Ever? <laughs> oh yeah, I could I could see the embassy suites thing. How if you got in the right place, where that might be kind of a, a worry free way to live. Oh, and Jupiter, hell yeah,
1: yeah. That I, I'm more intrigued now than I have been in the past. I like staying at hotels anyways.
0: Yeah, you even get maid service. You get free, yeah, you get a free. Tuck-in
1: mm-hmm. service. You get towels every day. Cool. You have no laundry Gym. you have to do outside of, like, your clothes that you probably have to do yourself yeah. or you could pay them to do. Just
0: not having a cable bill is 150 a month. You'd probably have
5: no kitchen, though, right? Well, they do have, kitchen have kitchens. At- yeah, Embassy Suites. This one did. Oh, Okay. Yeah. You're kind of killing it.
1: And they make those pots now. A lot of college kids have them. You can turn them on and put a little – I like see that
5: on TikTok. Yeah. You see that? I see someone legit. made a beef wellington in their dorm. Yeah, that's the new <laughs>
1: thing. To where The the ladies started to make – or the, the female, the young college student – Start making, like, gumbo and, like, seafood dishes in the thing. Imagine
5: living next to her.
1: (laughs) Or in there. I looked like she had a roommate.
0: How much money would you save by never having breakfast, having to pay for breakfast? Just go down the elevator and there's a big spread of breakfast every morning. And you could take a couple to
1: go, banana and apple. Like, you could sustain yourself until, like, 2 o'clock,
0: 3 o'clock in (laughs) the afternoon. Almost until happy hour when they put out the... Toasted ravioli you're and the treats. One full meal
1: and maybe a hot dog in the afternoon. A day.
2: Could be. Oh, Joe Rod did that last time we were there. He filled up his bag with yogurt and apples and yes. oranges and bananas. Their whole refrigerator was filled with stuff from downstairs.
1: Yeah. Virtually no insurance costs. That is great. Cra- yeah, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm going to get. No electric bill. Nothing. I think we couldn't do the Embassy Suites. Maybe see a Motel Six or. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, I'm not
0: sure you're going to get the suite there. <laughs> You'd have to stay in an extended stay place somewhere.
3: Yeah. I recommend living at Family Golf Short Game Area. Doug, you were well, taking a look at it when we were at the Bulcher Hit and Giggle, and you were in awe of the facility, yeah. weren't you?
0: Man, if you haven't seen that, it's really impressive. It's like what you would nice. see at Augusta really National is. or something. I think
3: the only country club in St. Louis that can compare to it, and maybe I'm off, maybe somebody will point one out, Meadowbrook's got a really nice practice area, but it was play. Belle Reve. As far as like the, the size of that green to hit... Hit shots. And the green's like a 100 yards long. Really, it really
0: is 100 yards long with, yeah.
3: with like 15 different flags in it. That's where you improve. It's Family Golf and Learning Center. And as we noted yesterday when talking about the hit and giggle, the greens on a par-3 golf course are in phenomenal shape. I mean, mm-hmm. They really yeah. are. The place uh, Adam Betts and his staff have done a wonderful job. Uh, and when the weather gets cold, you can go on inside and uh, get your work in in the simulators. But putt, chip, pitch, bunker shots – two-tier driving range and a part of three course all there at Family Golf and Learning Center FamilyGolfOnline.com I love going up there with my son can't wait to take my uh, younger son up there, it's Family Golf and Learning Center, FamilyGolfOnline.com learn, practice play your best golf, Family Golf and Learning Center. Uh, Doug, we are 11 minutes away from dealing with the situation. <laughs> you worried about it today? <laughs> I think today could be a rough one. Uh, this could be a really, like... Uh-oh, what's the problem? you well, got to look s- ahead to the Eastern Conference and the Celtics? I
5: was, I could do 40 minutes on it, but um, I've been dealing with the L-Drive issue, Adobe issue. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is there, it's not, it's a, is there not a little fit. piddles half and half? No, there is. I it's just think I, think I left a couple questions. Like, some of them I didn't finish, so I'm going to have to freestyle them in the Uh-oh. moment. Nice. Mm-hmm. But we're going to power right through it. It Aren't they big. still
0: proud of you for saying that uh, McDavid and Drysdale were the number one and two? That was a stunning moment in show history. Yeah, one, I kind of lost score. that
5: equity when I made fun of hockey players for not playing long enough. Yeah, oh. there was
3: that and then going, or you could go with McKinnon and then uh, Cole Komet.
5: Yeah, so uh, any hmm. any ground I gained, I kind of <laughs> lost.
3: But I will say Cole Komet's had a couple big games for the Bears ever yeah. since you put him on the Avalanche. And I have
5: Ugh. long-term bets on the Bears, so... It up. I saw McDavid and Drysidler are, are listed
0: one and two in fantasy hockey as the two best players in the league. And I noticed of the top 100, the Blues had exactly one player yeah, listed in the top 100. Can you guess who it is? God. Bucinavich? Nope. Bennington? No.
5: <sighs> Kevin Hayes? Shen? No. Shen?
0: No. Kyru.
3: Robert Thomas? No. No. Not Cairo?
0: No. Scandella. No.
3: Dinner, dinner,
1: chicken dinner? Mm-mm. Shat deuces. No. chat <laughs> Nice. Love that callback. <laughs> oh, don't tell me, Doug. Verona? No. And We're
0: running out of players. No. Justin Falk was the only one. He was, like, listed as 84th best player.
3: The uh, projected point total. I asked Jeremy Rutherford about this yesterday for the Blues. Uh, maybe I already said this on TMA yesterday. 80 points.
0: Oh. Yeah. That probably won't cut it. Oh, But you figure if there's 30 teams, you should have at least three of the top 100 players. I, I know this is subjective being fantasy stuff, but that's that's not a, a ringing endorsement of the talent that they have. That's pretty wild, actually.
3: Boy, those defensemen better skate, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm still uh, excited. At well, least I am yeah. now. Maybe I won't be if they are You get, never know. Uh, yeah. you know. I'm excited. Whoa. Jackson went to the Blues Blackhawks preseason game on Saturday. I know
0: that's it. Had to involve a young lady.
3: That's uh, oh yeah, we talked about this yesterday.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: I think it involved an email. It involved
5: an email. Involved.
2: Was in, there like
5: fifteen seats available in the suite? Yeah, yeah. It was. There was Hubbard provided the seat. Oh, yeah. well, someone at Hubbard provided the seat. Yeah, those suites are great. It's fun. yeah, it's fun. And it's it, was, fun. it was it was there was free drinks and yeah. St. Louis Blues hockey. So it's, it's count me inter- in. It's an entertaining <laughs> atmosphere, whether the team is great or not. Well, understand. I wanted to. I kind of wanted to see Bedard play, but he uh, he was a healthy scratch.
3: No, no. Are there only two emails?
5: No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a little behind on Uh-oh, everything oh, today. Uh, oh, but don't. I'm. No, uh, we had a lot.
1: To, there was a lot.
5: But uh, we are we are really uh, we're working it now, baby. Um.
2: Da, 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 da. I'm sorry. I had to download that. Trapeze thing, put you behind. No, it worth that, it though. That, the payoff.
3: That had no mm-hmm. I liked it. that had nothing like yeah, to it. use it's, drop. It's a drop forever. Now yeah. we've got a drop forever. How often do you get a drop forever?
1: Uh, let me find. I, I mean, can hear it's, it again. Geez. It'd
3: really be nice.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of S's. There's a lot of swingers. Oh, audio that we have uh, oh, come across. Swingers, pull isn't no.
4: We
0: were stock tips.
1: That's mm. all right. Hit the lever, please. It's, it's loading now.
0: Okay. When it loads, please hit the lever. We've had an l drive issue, so I had to reopen. It's a short little. Drop. How, how...
1: May I join you? There it is. <laughs> there
3: it <he> is. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Nonling <laughs> just texted me. Doug, you remember the Nonling? He sure. would do push ups oh, against producer so Joe. Good. He just mm-hmm. texted me. Connor Bedard and Sidney Crosby face off tonight to open up the season. Bedard was 13 days old when Crosby was drafted. Time flies, the Nonling okay. says. How about that?
0: Bedard's 18 years old. How about that? I'm not sure there's any other professional sports that you can play when you're 18. Baseball would be the only other one? I guess not soccer. anymore. Soccer in the old days, sure he soccer. used to. Joe Nuxall was fifteen when he made his major league. Was he really fifteen? I it was during him in the, the Reds war. clubhouse. It was during the war, yeah, so right. there's. Yeah, I think Warren Short Spahn support. was like
2: sixteen or so.
0: I don't know, yeah, but that's the record: soccer, like, hockey, and baseball. Would
3: be the only three Doug, Cairo's 51st on ESPN's Top 300. Get it together, sweet cakes. He, he That's wasn't from r Yacht, Yacht, Yacht
0: Captain. He was
3: like 160. I got him on Is the that job. right, really? Something like that, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the design air heating and clothing of the day! <laughs> Macroeconomics. I'll supply the meat whilst Doug demands the <laughs> anal. That's from oh, Just Butch. What
0: kind of... Butch with a poor email. Just Butch. Just Butch.
3: Poor email. I was going to switch things up and not start off by talking about how absolutely incredible Tim is, and then he goes and has an absolutely perfect show. Oh, and you know what's not getting votes for email today lately? Made up sex stories. That's what. So today I'm going to fit to tell a true one. In The Godfather Part Two, Clemenza has passed away, but in the book, he had become a male prostitute. Is mm. that true? I didn't read the book. And the crazy part is, my uncle Skip's drinking buddy Tony's cousin Gilbert was his doppelganger. And he, too, was a prostitute. Mm. A guy banging other guy's prostitute. I remember this one time we were all up at the Baja Beach Club when we all came out to the gravel parking lot and had a hundy hanging out of the back of his silk briefs and was just giving it to his John. Dude's khakis were around his ankles. To his John. And <laughs> his face was just smashed and slobbered all over the hood of his convertible LeBaron whilst Gilbert <laughs> held on to him by his mail merkin.
0: Oh, oh we didn't need that
3: it's in the filtered file uh, that's from anita and then her last name is lickum <laughs> anita Lickum. dear hd2 diary been a minute but yeah hey it's me i know i haven't written lately deep down i still doubt if this is a safe place to share my naughtiest thoughts but Dr. Packenwood, my therapist since childhood, reminded me that writing into my HD2 diary is the most secure way to ensure no one will ever hear my dirty talk. As I've written before, I am just an absolute whore for October weather in St. Louis. Mm. Whether it's seeing the twinks shimmy into their tight Hollister turtlenecks or the fats sweating through their XXL long sleeve T-shirts and old Navy cargo shorts, the sights and smell of fall are both real taint ticklers for me. Anyways, I decided to whore out with some of the dads last night after we dropped our 25-year-old sons off at Boy Scouts. We hit up a catered sex party at the Shutdown Steak and Shake near the intersection of Gravel and Hampton. The food was decent, but they ran out of onion rings early, and the dip and sauce selection was so-so at best. The gay sex was good. No complaints in my mouth or my hole on that. Mm. But the etiquette from some of these Viani dads was just awful. We use a pretty standard system for requesting to join an in-progress Dad-on-dad condom optional sex session. If you just want to watch, use the ranch dip and sauce to write a large W on your chest.
0: What kind of email is this?
3: (laughs) The W is for whore. If you'd like to join, tap four times on the onion ring grease trap and ask, can you make room for daddy? Nothing crazy, just common courtesy. Well, the Zviani dads were doing it all wrong and caused a lot of confusion. I ended up taking an unexpected six-roper off my forehead as I was oh. helping Joshua locate the grease trap. I was lucky I didn't lose an eye. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. at South City
0: Otis. <laughs> South City Otis with a poor email. You can still be in Boy
3: Scouts at 25. Barely so. Eagle Scout. The hidden and giggle was awesome. Hats off to everyone involved in the planning and execution of a truly wonderful day. That was my first ever TMA event, and I'm so glad I went. But if I could have one do-over, I definitely wish I would have worn a chastity belt. Apparently, Cletus got a little confused and thought the event was called Finger Every Guy You Meet and Giggle, Mm. because his curious little digits were wandering down a lot of trousers. The man Ah. is a magician. Somehow, his hands were inside my pants as soon as we finished introducing ourselves. Had Curtis Hall not intervened, I would have been entered. And congrats to Iggy for smashing that drive 238 yards. The newest member of the Bowling Hall of Fame actually reminded me of John Daly ripping the long ball with that big stick, puffing ciggies, and driving his little personal golf cart wherever the hell he pleased while everyone else had to walk. I'm so happy that Iggy put his golf where his mouth is. Maybe now his haters will pipe down for a minute. Can I back up a bit and reiterate something? A 64-year-old glass installer literally slid his entire hand down my pants right after I said the words, nice to meet you. Oh. That's awfully bold on him to presume he could check my oil with his bare hand on a public Checking golf the course. Checking oil? I also saw Cletus make KG sniff his mud-stained fingers after he was bragging about oh. scooping out collar Buzz's backside. Oh. Besides the near-fingering, my only regret is that I didn't get to see Jackson insert his father's used bottle of Flonase into his nostril oh. and huff another man's allergy medication. Gosh. Oh, well, there's always next year. Thanks again for a great day with new friends raising money for a good cause. Oh. That gets the JV Golf Coach. Gosh. JV golf coach. Are there any clean ones? (laughs) Jackson needs to review Mr. Mom for the next episode of Renters Roundtable. (laughs) Written by John Hughes, starring Michael Keaton, Terry Gard, Jeffrey George Bluth, Sr. Tambor, and Martin Jean Parmesan Mole. I'm not sure if you need a mortgage to criticize the Cardinals, but you do need to pay for your own Netflix subscription before your opinion matters. I know a lot about aiming for 90 wins, but instead ending up with 90 losses, and it's great. How's the Cardinal front office? Are oh. we going to bring that, that back? How about that hole? How about that hole? How about that whole deal? Oh, your season ticket holder renewals are down, and your television rights money is in jeopardy, and you're going to need to sacrifice your operating margin? You can act like a man! Oh. They've lacked a long-term strategy for a decade, and it's finally catching up to them. Instead of loading up on pitching two years ago and maximizing their chances during the Arnauto-Goldschmidt window, they played the nostalgia card with farewell tours to Pools, Yachty, and bueno and now that window is probably closed. They'll likely overpay for another second or third tier free agent starter just to get us back in a contention in a weak division. Iggy is right in that we're not the attractive destination for free agents that we once were. Not like following 2014 when Max Scherzer told Adam Wainwright to tell Moe he didn't need to match the Washington offer, just be in the ballpark, and Moe didn't even hashtag reach out to Scherzer's agent. He's a horse's ass for doing that! Oh. If they floated the deal they offered David Price a year later, Scherzer probably comes here. But this front office doesn't aim to win the World Series. They aim to win 90 games. Moe said this publicly in 2017. Best case, they lose in the playoffs against a team with more pitching. Worst case, they miss the playoffs. Rinse, repeat. Enough sports. Let's get back to Mara Kelly getting naked in Twin Peaks. Is that a new mm. report? Thanks, that's Buck Swope. Buck Swope with a nice little email. And that's what we have for the Designer Heating and Cooling Email of the Day. Well, Buck Swope's email
0: was the only one that wasn't completely vile. So I'll vote for a gentleman by the name of Swope. Buck Swope.
2: Um, I enjoy a good Cletus fingering story. I'm going to go with JV Golf
3: oh. I felt like it was obvious that it was South City Otis, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Plow through know. the Speaker of the House. Yeah, I was Otis today.
5: South City oh, Otis? Nam yeah, yeah. it, Lucas. Jackson it a, it sounds song, like you agree. If it went to anybody else, it would be a travesty.
3: Maybe uh, we should read this to open up a little party.
5: I think we should.
3: Open up the text line. It'll yeah, the be an line. early
5: departure.
3: <laughs> uh, time for us to shut it down. Jax and I are going to go down the hallway and deal with the situation on 101 ESPN. Flip on over there and watch it on YouTube uh, and chat and get to know the people in the 101 ESPN audience. For the plug, for Action Jax, for Kenneth Iggy e. Strode, from over the Kevin, for Douglas Elvin Vaughn, and to McCurney to spin the morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios.